You're listening to the Multifamily Women Podcast with Carrie Antrim, where we extract the knowledge from executive women in leadership and inspire emerging leaders with our thought leadership platform, offering a new model for personal and professional transformation. Hello there, and welcome to the Multifamily Women Podcast, where we seek out women in the industry who are doing big things have great wisdom to share, and can talk about how they're influencing others and the industry as a whole. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you're enjoying it, because that helps it get discovered by others who may benefit from these episodes. Today, I'm going to be talking with Christina Race, Vice President of Solutions, leading the national sales effort at Southwest Utility Solutions. Christina is heavily focused on social media and branding, but also has one of the biggest hearts to serve of anyone I know. Her passions not only include the multifamily industry, but also making a better world for children in need. Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I'm excited to have you here. We've been talking and met each other quite a while ago. You've been to the Multifamily Women's Summit, and so it's really nice to have you here on the podcast today. Thank you. I have to say the Multifamily Women's Summit was my favorite conference that I attended last year. And I think I've told thousand people. <laughs> I um, love to I'm hear that. So excited. I just booked my flights earlier today for September. So I'm very excited. Oh, that's exciting. How fun. So tell me how you got started in the multifamily industry. I was a military wife a thousand years ago. And when my husband and I first got married, he was in the Navy, and we were stationed in San Diego. And that was the third place we had been stationed in six months. And so finding a new job, a new thing to do every time you moved was a challenge. And I applied for something that I thought was a good fit, ended up being as leasing agent for a very large community in San Diego. And so I loved my time there. And then when my husband got out of the Navy... We relocated to Illinois, to where he was from, his hometown. And I got another position in leasing at that property. And I was on site for about a total of four, four and a half years. Wow, that's really interesting. I can't even imagine what that, that would be difficult being relocated so many times in such a short amount of time. Yeah, it was. I was really young at the time too. So it was, it was definitely eye-opening, but I go with the flow as a personality trait. So it was exciting to me to be able to live in different places and experience different things. And we were in New York for six months before that. So it was a great opportunity. Yeah. Okay. So you said you worked in multifamily. What was it for about four years or so? Four four and a half years. Yes. Okay. And then I understand at one point you left the industry and went to work or you had your client was Walt Disney World. Yes. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. I left the industry after a few mishaps on my property where the last being a, uh, a resident was burning furniture and his fireplace had burned down not only my unit, but 12 units total. Goodness. Realized I was, jerks. I was ready for a change. So I went into staffing. And when we relocated to Orlando for my husband to do his MBA at Rollins College, I started working for a company called Apple One. So I think it's still around. But Disney was my sole client. I did the staffing for their labor and clerical sides. And so I got to spend every day back in the tunnels and backstage meeting with different departments, different department heads, which was really cool. My mom retired from Disney. So it was great to have that connection with her and be in the same area for a little while. That is so cool. Did you learn anything working there that you were able to then transfer 
when you came back into the multifamily industry? And having Disney is known for their customer service. Like they're the gold standard of customer service. When I actually started service stage, again, she used a reference of Disney as the customer service focus back then. They have a very high level of customer service that they give, but also that they expect in return. And so I really, that helps me really focus on listening to clients and giving them everything that I've got customer service-wise. You may have a bad day, you may have whatever's going on, but right then you owe your best self to your client and your highest standard of anticipating needs. And I think Disney was really great about being able to anticipate guest needs. And I really picked that up from them as well. So what brought you back into multifamily? I went on to have my first child and I, funny because I'm sure we've all been through this. It was the first, my husband was taking him to daycare because I was going a different direction. And so he took him to daycare every morning. And one day he had something that conflicted with the schedule or schedule. So he wasn't able to take him that day. So I dropped him off for the first time when he was nine months old. And then I cried the entire way home. And I called my mom that day and she'd already, I think she picked him up at that time and she was watching him. And then he rolled over while she was on the phone with me and we were talking about it. And I was like, I can't miss anything else. So I decided to leave that. And I know knew that since my husband was a full-time student, I still needed income. So I answered a job back in those days. Monster was like huge. and just Oh, yes. I remember that. that. With a National Water Power. And as a read, they were starting to program as regional trainers. And so I became their first remote employee back in 2001. And I worked with them for about four and a half years in that capacity. And back then, there weren't a whole lot of people who were working from home, unless it was like a home-based business. There was like Avon and Mary Kay and stuff like that. But so it was something I was always explaining to relatives and friends and everything. What I was, it was a real job. I'm just doing it from home. But back then, we would have an 80-page trading manual that we had to fax to clients. So it goes back to how far that was. And then from then, I I realized that this was definitely the best industry for a working mom to be able to really balance my children. I ended up having three kids in three and a half years to balance my children and still have an actual career that I could grow in during that period. Yeah, that's really inter- interesting. I'm thinking back to 2001 and trying to remember. So yeah, you ha- you probably had a fax machine and a big old phone on your desk. Yes. And so I would walk, but that time I was training property managers how to navigate the system, the NWP system, billing system. And so I faxed them the eight-page training manual. And then like internet was still new to pro- people on property back then too, really using it a lot. So I was starting with click the E on your computer and then we'll start it over it and go from there. It really helped as well, all the customer service side as well, being empathetic to where people were coming because everybody was coming from a different place with computers back then and their ability to do something as radical as train via, you know, somebody on the phone walking you through something online. It was really cool. I really enjoyed seeing how much the industry has evolved since then. Yeah, no kidding. Think about it today and especially with the pandemic and the acceleration of technology and just in the last two years is oh, crazy. I keep saying that I, the pandemic was horrible. It was everybody suffered in some way or another. But the one good thing that came out of it, a couple of good things, but one of the good things that came out of it was that people finally understood what working from home was like. It was a real <laughs> job that I really did need to be at my desk for an entire day and sometimes more than an entire day. Right. <laughs> and that I wasn't just watching TV and doing nothing while sitting at a desk. So yeah. it was great that people figured out what working from home was on the mass level. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I'm wondering if you've had any kind of mentoring along your journey or anyone that's impacted your life for the better in this industry. I have. I would say my first real mentor in the industry was Christine Kehoe. She's, we were at OCS together and she was actually my boss when we were at OCS. And then she left the Logic and Service. I went with her and Christine has an incredible knack for diplomacy and service and being able to have hard conversations in a positive way. And so I really, I picked that up from her and I really enjoyed that. Then I, Liz Udy came along when I was a conservist and Liz is amazing. She is like one of the kindest people that you'll ever meet. And she really showed how you can be kind and sympathetic or empathetic really and be a leader. And I still, both of them are still two of my favorite people that I just love to see. And then when I went to Real Page, Amy Baker was a vice president of utility management. And she, also had that she led with empathy, but she showed me that you could also be strong and you don't have, you could have that strong, almost kind of like how we, how men are allowed to be all the time. And we're not necessarily allowed to be that. This is my opinion. I'm sticking to it. I'm not wavering, but in a kind way and an empathetic way so that you could mix both of those. You don't have to be either strong and leader or be super empathetic and understanding and so it was interesting to see her navigate both, especially at a time of change at RealPage, going through a sale of the company and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think the impact of that mentorship has had on your personal journey? What would it have been like if you hadn't had that? I think that I wouldn't have had as much of a voice and I'd be an advocate for myself and honestly for others than and professionally and personally. I learned that I can I can believe in myself. I know that I have value, that my voice matters. But I also was able to learn that it's okay to still have that soft side, the side that empathizes with people, the side that understands. And so I think I would have probably felt more like I had to pick one. And I don't think I could have ever lost that empathetic caring side. I think I would have gone where that route and being able to find that voice and find that confidence really helped navigate my career to where I am today. Is there anyone you go to for advice? You've been in the industry a long time. Do you still seek out advice from others? I do. My dad is a business person and he has some of the greatest advice. I remember, and my dad came into my life later in life. And so he wasn't always there to do that. And the first time he was doing it, I was the first time that I really reached out to him. I still remember I was at actually the Phoenix airport. And oh. I was getting ready for a big meeting. And I was really nervous about it. And I like emailed him, this is what's going on. And he immediately called me and said, listen, he told me a story about his days at University of Florida with the football coach and dealing with those guys. And uh, so those, um, he really always seems to know the right thing to say and how he can give advice, but also get confidence at the same time. So I tend to seek him out a lot professionally. I love that. That's very sweet. Going back to what you said about one of your mentors gave you a lot to learn about diplomacy and having hard conversations, but doing it in a tactful manner. Um, I don't know if that's something that's taught enough. It's certainly nothing I learned until much later in my life. And even Patrick, my husband, with his training, he's very formal and very diplomatic. And he's so good at that. I, it's, it amazes me, people who have that. Yeah. And she, Christine has this ability to like, I tend to be I very 
emotional. Like I'm, I'm passionate and emotional and she has a way of stepping back from that and really putting herself into the other person's shoes and being able to figure out how she can broach a conversation without and get her point across and mm-hmm. deliver news, especially news if it's not something someone's going to, but do it in a way that everyone comes away feeling okay about it. That it was, that was a good conversation. No one's feelings were hurt, which is super positive. And that is something that I really tried to take from her. And I still try to take from her in frequent conversations. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's such a big impact of having a mentor because you learn things that you might not even know you needed until you see it in someone else. And you're like, whoa, look how she did that. Look what he said there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And much more than they sat down and said, okay, these are the things I'm going to teach you. To see it in action and see it work and to not even with your own kids. I think they get more from us when we're not preaching to them, when we're just doing things. And so that has really been great for me to be able to work so closely with these three women and to really see how they do things. And then the other side of it, the outcome, immediately see the outcome. So what are you currently working on that that you're excited about? Well, I am leading our national sales focus. So I'm covering the entire country, but we're really doing a good effort in the Southeast right now as well, because Nashville and Atlanta, which we're very heavily involved in, are both growing leaps and bounds. Nashville has 53,000 units under construction right now. You can't drive, I literally cannot drive more than a mile without finding a new community under development. And I'm in the suburbs. That's not even talking about everything happening in the city. So I'm involved in over 10 committees with the Greater National Apartment Association and three committees within the Atlanta Apartment Association. Spending a lot of time there while also trying to maintain focus on the entire country as well. So I do it by making sure that I have my days, like I have a national day on my calendar and Atlanta day on my calendar and national days. And then one that's just admin, like all the emails that I didn't get around to yet and all the documenting that I really suck at. So yeah, (laughs) it sounds like you have to be very structured. Yeah. Organized, detailed. Yes. And so making sure that I spread the time out evenly, but we relocated to Nashville in March. And so it's just, it was great timing to be able to take on an area that's just growing so quickly. Yeah. That's really exciting. I'm wondering if you have any final thoughts for our audience, anything I didn't ask you about that you want to share or leave them with? Not really. Just that I do want to thank you and Patrick. You guys have been, I don't know if you truly get help, Personally, you have impacted my life and you, Patrick, through his conversations, connected me to Caroline. And that happened because of my attendance last year at Multifamily Women and making those connections and other people that I've met along the way that I've seen at other conferences. I'm like, hey, I remember I saw you in Phoenix. I just want to thank you guys for just being such an inspiration, not only to me, but to tons of other women in the industry and even like the session on marriage and that you had last year with fighting and stuff like that, I still, in my head, every time I have an argument, go back to that and think, okay, let's think through these steps and what I took away. So I just want to thank you. Oh, I love that. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. I'm glad that you found value and that it's having an impact. And we always try to keep everybody on their toes. We had the relationship experts in and we've got fun stuff planned this year too. So I'm so glad that that we found you and you found us. Yes, I been great. And just I cannot wait to keep spreading the word about you guys. You're amazing. Thank you. I'm wondering what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you if they want to talk or have questions? I'm very active on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, it's Christina Robinson Race. And so through my own page or through the Southwest Utilities page, and also my email address is crace at 
swutilitysolutions.com. And so anybody can reach out anytime. Perfect. Thanks again so much for sharing the time today. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. All right, listeners, please go ahead and join the Women's Leadership Series. You'll get access to our private community that has over 5,000 members. You can find that on multifamilywomen.com. You can also register for the Multifamily Women's Summit at multifamilywomen.com as well. So go ahead and do that today. Please subscribe, rate, review this show. It tells us that we're doing a good job and it also gets it out to other leaders who are helping build healthy organizations and healthy lives just like Christina is. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you in the next show. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the Multifamily Women podcast. To register for the upcoming Multifamily Women Summit, be a guest on this podcast, or join the Women's Leadership Series, visit multifamilywomen.com.